Hi, this is Quincy. You're listening to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Friday, December 29th. Welcome to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. I'm Jamal Cox, and I'm joined by a man I've fallen in love with over the past year. Justin Kelly, say hello to the people. JC, what's up? We're through Christmas. We're on the on the brink of 2024. And you're right. It was I think it was exactly 1 year ago today. Yeah. That you and I got together, really got together and and get a sense of each other, got to know each other and we that was when we first cooked up our plan to uh, create a podcast together and and thus that that lovely afternoon over here with you and your and your partner where the sports gloss was born i think it's a year ago to the day if memory serves i think you're right i've seen you on the playground many times and i saw you at the urban grocer that's right and then uh yeah holding it down in aisle five (laughs) it's a map to do yeah and then we got together and we're like i think that was a year ago jc it was i think to the day that's crazy yeah, man. Now look at us. Here we are. Episode 39. Episode 39. Jeff Friesen. <laughs> while we're in while we're talking World Juniors. Love it. Love it. Oh man. Yeah. So happy to be here as always. We're, you know, on the back end of this uh the Christmas nine, if you will, pushing towards twenty twenty four, as you said. Do you have any moments that kind of stood out for you in the last little stretch here of the Christmas period? As uh as Cal Bear super fans and locals and supporters, as Adam Duritz, the lead singer of the uh, Counting Crows, would say, it's a long December, (laughs) and there's still reason to believe that maybe this, you know the song, I'm not going to sing it, but let it rain until we hit 2024. What a a great (laughs) tune. Drove up to Hillside, never mind. Um, Yeah, I had a nice Christmas, man. It It was all good. Um, Santa came. That was exciting. Had wonderful, wonderful, um, as mentioned in episode 38, had a wonderful seafood feast on Christmas Eve with the family. That was was just a delight. Thank you for the old bay. There it is. And um, yeah, had a really had a really nice time overall, right? Like I mentioned last year was really hard. The baby last year was a struggle with the sleeping and everything, but this year was much better. Everyone slept in till six thirty. All praise to Santa on that. <laughs> and um, had a had a nice time, pal. Uh, for me, and again, as was mentioned on the last pod, a week ago to the day, we talked about a year ago to the day where the sports gloss was born. A week ago to the day, I was up, I was up late um, erecting mm-hmm. the uh, this basketball system, as they say that I bought. Man, wow! I was wondering where there was going to go when wow. you said up late erecting, <laughs> but we got there. There's a reason I worded it that way. Thank you. Um, th- yeah, got this, got this hoop built, and uh, you know. A civil engineer, mechanical engineer, I'm not. <laughs> it was quite a triumph to get on the other side of that. I got to tell you, there are some moments in there. It was tough. How <laughs> I felt bad for like the mom or dad or parent or guardian who was tackling that like the next day or or Christmas Eve, heaven forbid, after a couple of eggnog. I was going to say maybe tied one on and then had yeah. to get up there. Oh, kick that can down the road until <laughs> Christmas Eve and had to tackle that. That's a two-person job, and it there was some moments of oh, 
Man, it was something, JC. It was <laughs> holy. I was sweating. I was swearing in Spanish. <laughs> Master bajo. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, but uh, but got it done, and it's been bountiful for my family in the driveway ever since. So I'm super hyped to see the kids out there. Whenever there's a lull in activity, my eldest two daughters are out there getting up shots and having fun, and which is exactly the point. So I'm really enjoying, really enjoying that. No, it looks really good. You sent me some photos, and I was like, man, this is this is next level. Like what you got going on there is uh, it was worth a struggle for sure. Uh, no small feat. And uh, again, I flunked out of mechanical engineering school, and there's a reason because this shit was. <laughs> You're beat better, to beat me up. You're better than me because uh, for listeners at home, I I got a, a hoop for my kids during the summer, and Justin, the first thing he says, he looks at, he's like, the base is on backwards. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> Which was exactly right. The base was on backwards, and I couldn't hide from that, so I corrected it immediately. <laughs> so I'm sure you've got a good situation happening for your family right now. Good on you. Thanks, pal. How was yours? How was uh? How was uh? How was the holiday? It was pretty good. You know, we had a, a gaggle of, of uh, folks geese? over. <laughs> a gaggle of geese. Yeah. We had a, a, a group of uh, folks over for the brunch on Had a big 24th. brunch rolling, yep. Yeah, it was cool. I spent most of my time chatting with my um, cousins and such from the lower mainland, from Vancouver, who I don't see very often. That was really fun. Um, and then, yeah, the next day, it was pretty funny. Like, we... Went over to my in-laws' place, 25th. There was just a glut of sports action. We had the five basketball games. We had, we had the three, football. Yeah, three football games. So I, you know, just uh, made it my my goal to uh, stoke the fire and the fireplace and, mm-hmm. and watch a lot of sports, and it was good. But You were uh, able to, uh, f- to find a little time in between the rounds of presents and snacks. You were able to... Carve out a little um, bucks at Knicks. You were able to carve out a little, um, what was it, uh, Warriors and... Nuggets. Thank you. Yeah, I watched a little bit of that as well. Yeah, it was good. I had um, a nice... You know, my in-laws are great. They provide so well for us. We had charcuterie plate just going Mm. all day, just meats and cheeses Mm. and crackers and things of that nature. Bottles and cans. (laughs) Clap your hands. That's right. And we uh, we had that going on, but then I also had like enough personal space to kind of step away and just kind of enjoy wow. some of the sports and see that New York Giants push uh, Philadelphia to the brink there. But uh, my guy Tyrod Taylor just couldn't get it done. Um, oh, Tyrod was back. Yeah, Tyrod yeah. was back. <laughs> Did I say black? Both hey. are yeah, correct. Both are correct. Yeah, but yeah, so we had that going on. But it was good overall. What we happened had... to, while I'm being racist, what happened to the Italian guy? <laughs> Tommy DeVito? Thank you. Tommy Cutlets? Tommy Cutlets. He was too busy signing uh, deals with Rowles or Reals or however you say it. That's right. Um, and, and not showing up passes yeah, yeah. so uh okay yeah. i like to i do like tyrod this hand gesture is uh for uh i've got benched but yeah so anyway tyrod came in and did tyrod things just uh gave you a glimmer of hope for a minute and then lost uh yeah classic tyrod <laughs> shout out to all my hokies out there so yeah it was a good day overall it was cool spent some time with my niece spent some time with my brother and sister-in-law like we uh have stockings that we kind of go through and exchange kind of like 
nice fun gifts you know like uh different accoutrement like very like low budge and it's like a fun kind of a thing and it was cool my wife got me this is gonna sound basic but it's actually very exciting she got me this amazing really exciting non-stick pan hey now with a um with like a wooden spoon that like kind of fits into the pan it's really cool i can't remember the name of the brands i could maybe post it later give us some money but <laughs> it was really good so i've been really on this like kick trying to cook more often heck yeah so that was a really cool that was like a gift that stood out for me but overall really good just chill way more chill than i expected i had these mm. ideas that was going to be tough but it was it was a good it stretch. was okay yeah mm. happy to hear that Happy to hear that. Yeah, the ultimate definition of survive in advance. Mm-hmm. You know, it's there's some moments of glory there. There's s- some real moments that you hope you remember for the rest of your days. And there's also woven into that those those couple of days. There are, there's some moments of frustration is not the right word, but there's some some challenging times as well. You know, like there's yes. both there there are both of those. Yeah, I think there's like levels of expectation and there's like levels of (laughs) just being around your family for an extended period of time. It's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you need that time. I know for me, like inherently there is this time, this period of the year where I kind of am more inward and like more Hmm. contemplative. Hmm. So I kind of being the only child and, you know, kind of uh ambivert that i am i want to like go into that space where i'm just sitting there and kind of analyzing things and having some quiet time and decompressing Mm. hibernating yeah a bit of hibernating exactly well said yeah and you don't have that option when you're surrounded by people exactly and it's nice like it's good to be surrounded by people in the grand scheme of things it is nice to to have love around you and have those people around you but at the same time sometimes i just want to just kind of be in my head (laughs) Pros and cons to that, at least I'll speak for myself. Uh, let's jump forward to Sunday night as we record on a Friday. What's happening for um, New Year's Eve? Anything anything in the hopper? Anything exciting, noteworthy, or the opposite of that? Anything to share? I'll say the same thing I said when I was probably like 22. Expectations were different at that time. Yeah. But nothing yet, just waiting on an invitation. <laughs> Keep waiting, my friend. Keep waiting. I don't know if it'll come. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah you know, keep your options open. <laughs> but no, it's pretty chill. What we did last year and what we'll probably do similarly this year, we called it like kind of like a, a deluxe snack plate. Mm. And we just made like a charcuterie board with things that were on my, my Charcu- Charcuterie boards rolling heavy in the car. Oh, yeah. Just this rolling off the tongue. Yeah. Rolling, yeah just like nice. salted meats and mm. like just like uh, mm. soft cheeses mm. are uh, this time of year. We'll, we'll talk about um, trying to combat that in, the, in a few minutes. But yeah, I think we might just kind of wa- watch a movie then uh, counteract that with just like a, a, a few of our choice favorite snacks. But just, it'll be at home. I don't think it'll be. Yeah. No grand plans. No, no. Nothing too extravagant. It might be an East Coast uh, New Year's Eve. If, if, if you're on the West Coast, you know what I mean. It's like, oh, it's nine o'clock. Hey, yeah. happy yeah. New Year. And go to bed. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Actually, I was checking the, uh, the bet stamp app earlier again. Shout out to bet stamp. And they had your um, they had you falling asleep the over under. <laughs> At ten thirty seven. I bet the under. I bet the under. I, mean, I would. Yeah, I bet I the would. under. 
<laughs> a little insider trading, but yes. <laughs> what about you? What you got going? No, man. I mean, I'm with you, and I'm I'm joking because I would bet the under for myself. <clears throat> I think we've got a uh, we got a babysitter lined up for the afternoon, so I think we're gonna do like an early dinner and a couple of drinks and. Yeah, come home and chill and probably watch the ball drop in Times Square. Maybe a little, um, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to say a little, it, it, not to sound political, but maybe a little Anderson Cooper and Kathy Griffin, Is that if that was still an option. but Leather redheads. But it, but it isn't. But it isn't. So, um, yeah, man, no, no big plans. That's it. Home by whatever time. Like I said, a nice meal and a couple drinks with my partner. And um, yeah, that's it'll be over by 1017. Bet Sam's got me at <laughs> horizontal by nine for sure. Oh, for sure. For, for sure. sure. Yeah. Do you, what is like just a impromptu question here? Where is the most exotic or interesting place you've been for a New Year's mm. geographically? Mm. Well, again, going back to maybe. 22 or something as you stated i did a new year's eve in thailand one time really yep at a little beachside bar had a cabin on the beach and and there was a bar attached to the the little cabin that i was renting and had quite a time with some english people and some other people it was great it was great remember remember it well that's awesome it was a lot of fun didn't you oh man that would be the most sort of exotic locale that i had rung in the new year and that was long time ago that's a good one. Um, I've been in San Francisco. I've been in Boston, which mm. is exotic for some people. But um, I think Roma. I think Rome. I had one in Rome. Oh, that was really cool. Ooh, that's cool. Yeah, my my college girlfriend, uh, it's a long story, but she moved to, to Rome, and I went and visited her one year, and that was cool. We're getting her on the pod next week. <laughs> I think she's blocked me on Instagram. So probably not. That's fun. New Year's Eve in Rome. Yeah, it was really cool, man. I remember walking around Trevi Fountain, all the all the the kind of gems of, of Rome, what you you you've seen in movies if you're a Fellini film uh savant or whatever. But yeah, it was cool. Like just being in a different country, shouting out Auguri, mm. like an Italian, mm. obviously. And yeah, it was it was fun. Like kind of just in those situations I find that I ha- you just like have to go with the flow. Like yeah. you're just you're a guest in yeah. a different place. Yep. So you just have to go to the float. So it kind of actually takes out a lot of the I don't know, labor or guesswork. You just have to go with it, obviously. And it was cool. Like it was just kinda like, okay, we're gonna go here. Sure. I have no expectations. Mm-hmm. It's fun. Food was good, drinks were good. Had a really good time there. That's fun. Yeah. That's fun. New Year's even in an exotic location kind of brings it back to life. Otherwise for me it's kinda amateur hour. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you know we're we're old and washed, man. We're no, there's no going back. There's no going back. You call him washed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm calling you and I washed. No, I'm just it's accurate. I'm calling myself. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that, actually, while I'm I'm joking around, we both sort of made mention to each other in the last pod, like we've been trying to keep it trying to keep it clean. I'll speak for myself here. I had a goal that I've that I've reached thus far over the holidays and again we got a couple days to go as mentioned but man I've kept it I've kept it I feel pretty good about a kept in, keeping it pretty clean thus far JC haven't overate haven't drank too much made some wise choices with the uh, with the aforementioned charcuterie plates like I'm feeling um 
I'm feeling okay. I've, I've felt worse on December 28th or 29th, whatever the hell it is. I felt puffier. Yes. In years past. So I'm Bloated. happy. I'm happy about that. No, that's a good call. That's great. I'm glad you've been striving to uh, to do that because it's real easy to get knee deep in like chocolates and cookies. <sighs> yeah, and it just um, it just and it just keeps stacking up on you. Oh yeah, people are just you know my love language is giving you like caloric. Yeah. I want to <laughs> like, watch you eat a box of turtles. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, Zion. Yeah, for sure. But no, I, I'm with you. I've, I'm doing better this year. Like for me, the big thing is um, I entered a tennis tournament that starts on the second. So Ooh. that's been this uh, pun intended like carrot at the end. Aussie Open. <laughs> oh no, Oak Bay Open. They didn't let me in. There's no wild card for uh, for me. I'm, I'm probably ranked. You're number, right. You uh, are not washed. <laughs> I'm ranked number. Uh, 610,000th in the world or not something. Not bad, not bad. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's been this incentive for me to keep playing. I played some tennis today. Nice. I'll, I'll probably play tennis three times this week, which typically in, this, in the winter, that is, that's an anomaly. So looking forward to, to getting out there and having, for me, it's kind of like cramming for an exam, like yeah, having yeah. this, this yeah. thing that I have to like build yeah. up toward. I was good at that, yep. <laughs> so... I'm excited. I have a match Tuesday night at 5 p.m. Um, against a guy that's better than me, but we'll see. I'll just go out and have fun, play my game, and uh, see what I can get done. But it's good, man. Anti-dad bod squad. Just trying to keep things on the level. You know, It's, trying all, about to... ma- it's all about maintenance. Exactly. It's all about maintenance. As I sit in my cider, I'm uh, trying to keep the, the alcohol intake down. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I've felt... Way better, as you said, this time of year than previous years. We'll keep it up. Which brings us to the Q&A. Q&A with J&J brought to you by New Year's Day. The the cherry on the cake for the holidays. And we can finally watch two big football games that we're really excited about. Looking so much more. You know, things have really changed, JC. We're talking about... New Year's Eve's in in Rome and Thailand and, you know, the old days when we used to go out and carry on a little bit. Now I can't wait for New Year's Day at 2 o'clock. That'll be better than midnight Pacific. You can count on that. For sure. It used to be this build-up and, like, the hangover the day after. I want to be sober and lucid to watch these football games. Oh, yeah, yeah. I want to be well-rested for 2024 the first day. Yes, Especially sir. the first day. Yeah. Uh, Q&A with J&J. Do you have a New Year's resolution? If so, do you want to lay it on the people? Lay it on the masses? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I have a couple. I'll, I'll keep it to three. Three? Yeah. I don't, well, and let it be said, I got to be honest, we were texting about this today. Uh, I, I, I need to think about this. I don't really have one. Maybe while you're talking, I'll come up with one. Go on. Give it to me. Three. (laughs) I'll give it to three. I probably have about 15, but I'll go with three. Wow. New year, new you. Yeah. (laughs) It's real chalky, Mustafa. That's going to be too exciting. You're taking the one and two seeds in the brackets? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, go on. So the first one we were just talking about kind of staying caloric neutral and like being, being active and exercising and that's something i want to carry on because i've felt really good i I know for me working from home doing what i do 
I am a way <laughs> I'm way easier to get along with. I am functioning way better when I've exercised, when I've had that catharsis of just getting out, sweating a little bit, whatever it is, mm-hmm. whether it's playing tennis, going to the gym, just doing you know basketball, whatever it is. So I want to kind of keep that train rolling because it's been nice. Next thing, I'm going to call my parents more. Good for you. Yeah. Easier said than done, but you mm-hmm. know what? Living on the other side of the country. It's tough. It's tough sometimes. And even if it's just a shout, say hi, you know, just check in, something it's resonated with me a bit more. I like that one. Yeah. And I think it's feasible, right? It's really attainable. Yeah. Something I can do and mm-hmm. I need to do. Mm-hmm. Next one, third one, being more present. And what I mean with that is I found myself the other night we were watching a movie and it was a good movie and I found myself looking at my phone for no reason. Just looking at my phone, just Mm -hmm. like what's on Instagram right now? What's the sports scores? Yeah. And I want to extrapolate that and carry that on to various different things because sometimes I'm watching TV or whatever. You know, there was a point in my life where multitasking felt like it was some sort of the badge of honor, where mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, I can do multiple things at once, but I wasn't really doing anything well. And that's hit me a lot more lately. Nice. Whether it be with my kids. Nice. Whether it just be like watching a movie with my wife after the kids have gone to bed, mm-hmm. whether it's being like walking with a friend, whatever it is, like just listening to a song, listening to a podcast. I feel like there's so much noise. There's so many things that are happening at once. And oh, I, the noise, the noise, the noise to <laughs> shut out the Grinch. Yeah, go. I like what you're saying. Yeah, there's so many things, and it's easy to inundate yourself with those different things and feel like that is the way it should be and like that you're achieving more or taking in mm-hmm, more mm-hmm, when really mm-hmm. it's a bit of a distraction. Mm-hmm. So Multitasking of, not always leading to productivity. Exactly. Well said. So I'm gonna make a concerted effort you can be my accountability partner partner if you, you wanna, got it want to go there but just trying to be a bit more present and enjoy the moment for what it is mm-hmm. the dopamine and the, the dopamine in these computers we all have in our pocket is really addicting and and i think that's a great one and i'm i'm just gonna bite onto that a little bit too I, I spe- speaking in generalities, I think we could all do a better job of that. Of just putting yeah. the putting the bloody thing down and focusing in on whatever we're doing, being important or not. I think that's a. I think that's great, man. I'll be your accountability buddy on that big time. Yeah, and I'm not like saying I'm a holier than thou or whatever. I, I'm I'm definitely flawed and I have issues with that. But I just want to make a more conscious mm-hmm. effort to to try and try to rectify that. Do you have anything going on? Do you have anything you're targeting for the new year? Targeting for the new year? Yes, sir. Hmm. Nope. Nope. I don't. Nope. <laughs> I don't have. I'm perfect. Not, I haven't Everything even, is perfect. Nope. Nothing is perfect. And I certainly am not. But I just, I'm not there yet, JC. Can I fill you in on episode 40? Yes. Episode 40, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have that more together. I love it. Yeah. I'm going to have that more together. Episode 40, you're going to be amazed by my New Year's resolution. You're going to be blown away. I'm going to start cold dipping. I'll be cold plunge king of Dallas Road. Fucking watch out for me. I'm going to start calling you Polar Bear Justin. I love it. I wish. I wish. Let's take a break. Peace.
Welcome back to the Sports Gloss with Justin and Jamal. Gonna talk a little bit of college football, but before we jump into that, gonna rewind and turn back the clock a little bit because I watched an excellent documentary, a sports documentary. If you know me, you know there are three things I love in life. My auntie's mm. macaroni and cheese. Please. Fried chicken on a Sunday. Hey, now. And a good sports documentary. And you know what? I got What'd one you watch? What'd you watch? Bye Bye Barry. Bye Bye Barry is about Barry Sanders. Oh. And if you don't know, he is one of the best. <clears throat> He's my favorite, personally, my favorite running back I've ever seen with my eyes. Is this a Netflix joint? It is on Amazon. Okay. Amazon Prime. Noted. But we, we can hook you up. Please you continue. Please Black continue. Creek, we can get you codes and passwords and things to... to, to, to nah, don't give me that. I'll fuck it up. <laughs> Please continue, though. Bye-bye, Barry. So, bye-bye, Barry. You know, Barry Sanders, if you know anything about him, he was just kind of like, you know, guy who won the Heisman, which I'll get to in a second, uh, drafted by Detroit uh, Lions, had an illustrious career, but also ended his career prior to when a lot of people thought he would. And retired early. He retired early. Played eight years, I believe. I believe so. I think 98 or 99 was his last year. I can't recall at the moment. Mm -hmm. But he was at the peak of his powers. I think he was like 30 years old. Yeah. You know, which typically you still got another couple years in the tank. A breathtaking running back. And had a couple years in the tank, especially at that time when running backs were more valued. Exactly. I think he was like the number three overall pick or something. Like, you know, you don't typically see running backs take it that high at this point. Mm -hmm. But he was just so electric, so amazing that they decided, hey, let's take a chance on this guy and build around him. The things I wanted to talk about with this, I had a couple of points. So for me, it was a trip down memory lane. It was nostalgic. I graduated high school in 98. Um, So I kind of, you know, was in high school watching his ascendance through the ranks here. And I was, it was pretty interesting. I remember when he was at Oklahoma State and everybody was talking about Rodney Pete. They were talking about Troy Aikman as the big Heisman candidates at that USC year. and UCLA. Exactly. LA schools, quarterbacks, a lot of hype there. And here comes this guy, five foot nine, stocky, mm-hmm. like fast, but not like crazy not yeah 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 not not like track fast right he wasn't Deion sanders you know and i'm watching oklahoma state i wasn't familiar with it all orange and white the pokes and he's like i i remember vividly watching the holiday bowl he returns he's returning kicks and i'm like this guy's an elite running back returning kicks just want to get him the rock yeah just getting any chance he's setting all these records in in college and The thing that was really I was really taken by with him is just the way he ran the ball and the fact that like he was this guy that had like jump cuts. That's the only way I can think about it. He didn't have a traditional like I remember playing football growing up. It's kind of like you you step here kind of like basketball, you pivot or you like you cut, like you change direction and it it was a very like kind of regimented thing, but him he was kind of almost like a um, basketball, but like a two foot dunker. Like yeah. he would kind of jump to one direction and then go to the other direction. I understand what you're saying. Yep. 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 There were so many times you saw Barry Sanders run 40 yards to get three yards. Yeah. And what I mean by that is 
he'd run the the width of the field but then only really matriculate the ball a couple of yards past the line of scrimmage but it was the most exciting breathtaking thing you'd ever seen at that point in your life bit of a jitterbug too oh like, totally yeah could juke and jive had that breakaway speed but as you said not not the typical sort of fast not in the Tyreek Hill vein but nope. had more moves than uh I don't know what <laughs> you know what me and I like a Cal Lowry uh type of base and he and, did have a great base and he had a, he had a great, great base. base I think that's where all the moves came from yeah, Gluteus Maximus to the Ooh. Supreme there. And this doc, this documentary on Amazon, this sort of follows him through high school and and college at Oklahoma State and into Detroit, or what's sort of the frame of this doc? Great question. He grew up in Wichita, Kansas, not a huge town, you know, shockers, you know. Fred Van Vliet. Yep. Yeah. And he... <laughs> Easy. <laughs> He was he was great in, in high school, but the whole thread narrative is he was elite, but never really wanted the plaudits. He never really wanted those things. Like when he won the Heisman, it was kind of like an afterthought. Like as I said before, mm-hmm. he didn't really want the attention. Yeah, he was shy, and it's really interesting. There's like so many aspects of his career where it was just like he stepped out of the limelight, whereas. Why he, he that seems like why he retired early to some degree too. Exactly. Yeah. And that, they talk about why he retired early. They actually spoiler alert, but they talk about late in the in the in the film him surrounded by his four sons. Four sons and he's talking about why he walked away from football. I won't tell you watch and you'll find out. But it's really fascinating and I really connected with it and it just had that nostalgia Briefly, a story. My mom used to work at Marshalls on a part-time job, uh, aside from her day job, and she had a buddy that went to Oklahoma State. I was infatuated, infatuated, and enamored with Barry Sanders, and I said, "Can you procure a Oklahoma State T-shirt jersey for mm. me?" Mm. Within weeks, next thing I know, I have this Oklahoma State. T-shirt, just white, Ooh. Oklahoma State, and orange print. Number twenty. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, and no, just it was just Oklahoma State. Copy. It wasn't that Copy. that level. Yeah, but um, I remember going to school and people were like Oklahoma State, like what? Like what yeah. are you talking about? And like also, if if listen, true listeners to the Gloss Doe, my cousin Alvin is a is Oklahoma, Oklahoma Sooner. Sooners guy. So this is a controversial. Little, little heat in the family. This is controversial at yeah, uh, Thanksgivings yeah. and and uh, Christmases and Easter's, but. I was just taken with it, Barry. Oh, man. And so... He was breathtaking. He was. I mean, there's so many levels to it. And then fast forward a few years while we're talking Detroit Lions, and then Megatron, Calvin Johnson, pulls a Barry Sanders and kind of retires, early retires at 30 or 32, something like that, right? Well, still one of the best receivers in the league, and... And these poor downtrodden until this year Detroit Lions fans are sort of left holding the bag a little bit. So much so. And like you think about it and like I think Calvin Johnson and Barry maybe like wanted out of Detroit. Yeah, it was a messy situation. They talk about that in the documentary. But uh, Barry eclipsed 2,000 yards as a runner, you know, 16-game season. I think Calvin Johnson, I don't know if he got to 2,000, but I think he still holds the record – Maybe Tyreek will eclipse it, but have the record for 
most yards in the season at receiver. And it's kind of wild to think about both of these guys got to that point, but this team decades, decades yeah. without yeah. the success. Yeah. So it's it's interesting to talk a lot about the, the Detroit Lions um kind of ineptitude, as you will. One other thing I want to say, and I've talked about this too long, but Barry Sanders, really cool watching him on the turf do his thing. And I noticed, and Justin will resonate with you, he was wearing basketball shoes. Back in the day, often he was wearing shoes. He had a pair of shoes that I know I wore mm. my ninth grade year of basketball. Hey now, yeah, yeah, like and that, he's yeah. just running an Air Max, basically. He's like he's on the like turf Nike in Air Detroit Max in the turf because it's not grass. It's not grass, but I found that so fascinating that he's <laughs> just got like the huge air bubble in the heel, and he's just. Breaking ankles. Now, have they been? Has the trainer or the equipment person put cleats in there? Are there little spikes in there? This, no. This is before Off everything the, could get spiked. I mean, just go to a Foot Locker and grab a pair. And he's rolling in that. He's rolling in that. And he's the best running back in the world by a long shot. And he's pure magic out there. He's wearing the same shoes that Barkley's wearing at this point. Wow. And it's that's it's, cool. It's pretty cool. I like that. So that was just something that I, I took notice of. By the way, where is Barry? He grew up in Wichita. Where is he now? Where does he reside with his with his four sons and their grandkids? Or where where does he hang his head these days? Where's he sleeping right now? Listening to the gloss, I'm sure, but where is he? <laughs> Great question. There was a, a large chunk Kissimmee, Florida? No. <laughs> there was a large chunk excuse me, there's a large chunk where he was in London, England. But I don't think he resides there. I think he's in the continental U.S. because there's a lot of situations where him and Wayne Fonts, if you remember, yeah. Lomas Brown, nice. a few of these guys nice. are kind of doing the alumni thing at Detroit Lions games present day. Mm. So he's somewhere in the Midwest. Interesting. Yeah, he's he's not a he's not a spotlight guy. That's for sure. No, he isn't. Yeah, son. When his his uh, his oldest son went to Stanford, was a running back there, had some success, but uh, is not in the league now. But I remember that. Now that you say it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go trees. But yeah. Anyway, really interesting. Let's ride that into what has been. This this used to be a really great time for college football in in the yesteryear, the bowl game season, right? And now this whole let's talk a little bit for a minute, JC, before we, before we talk about what's about to happen in the in the college football world, the exciting part of of the college football slate here that's left, and that's how nullified all these college bowl games are, right? They yes. used to be really interesting and semi or varying levels of importance and now they all don't mean a thing jc we like in the last episode we talk about some of your college football and bowl game memories and i don't know about you but i've dialed into a couple of games just trying to pass some time and and get into something and they just don't have that same grab they don't have that same bite as i always say they just this new age of the transfer portal being in a weird time slot, all these all yes. or time in the year, um, all these players deciding to move to the NFL, so not not going to play like Mar- Maserati Marv tonight for for the Buckeyes, like these choices that these guys are making for good reason, but just the timeline of this, JC, has sucked all the life out of it for me, and I'm I can't get into it. I haven't watched a lot of it. I agree with you. Don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing, and it's not swinging for me. Nice. No, for sure. You know what? I haven't watched any. I've watched. I 
take that back. I've watched a little bit, but I haven't watched more than 15 minutes per game yeah. of yeah, some of too. this. I watched some of Virginia Tech the other night. Yeah. But but none uh, of the none of the best players on all these no. teams, be them big programs like Ohio State or smaller programs like Tulane or whatever like it's just an absolute cluster in terms of the movement, right? Oh yeah. I mean, Ohio State Lost tonight, fourteen to three to the Missouri. Shout out to Pat. But yeah, I mean, they didn't have their quarterback. They didn't have their best receiver, like a guy who was a Heisman finalist. They didn't have these guys because guys aren't playing in these bowl games, and as well, old linemen on mid majors aren't playing in bowl games because they've got a better offer. To move on up, and again, I don't begrudge them for that, but they can move on up the ladder, make some more money in NIL next year. So they're turning their back on yep. the bowl games. Say nothing of the, you know, the wide receivers and the quarterbacks and the the cornerbacks. Like, this is crazy, Jamal. Minnesota's paying their uh, their third string third QB thirty k thirty racks just to, to play, just to play, just so they had a functioning, hypothetically functioning quarterback. Sick. This, this, what are we doing? This wouldn't happen years ago, no. for sure. And yeah, all of this is transpiring. And even was we're gonna jump into the uh, Final Four here in a moment. Even Texas, University of Texas, who's in the mix in the Final Four here, playing Washington, which we'll talk about. Their Lost back- their backup quarterback. Thank you, Malik Murphy. Deuces. I'm out. I'm going to Duke. He gone. He gone because he got paid and he doesn't want to get hurt. And again, I don't blame them, but the the timeline and how they've 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 set this up, it just it's at this point it has to be reconfigured. It's nonsensical at this yeah. point. It has to be reconfigured. You're, that point about Malik Murphy is a great one, right? That's a great one. He's he played games this year when when Brock Ewers was down yep. and played really well. In a world you could see him coming in for a couple of series. If 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 Texas is starting quarterback Brock Ewers, that's his name, right? Uh, Quinn Ewers. Thank you. Yeah. If he plays poorly or as off to a slow start. Sarkeesian could would throw Malik Murphy in there in a hot minute, and if he's going, he's going with Malik Murphy. He's riding that horse. Like, but that's not happening now. That it, it blows my mind. I can't really articulate it as well as I want to how wild it is to me. Like, you're on the precipice of something special. You Texas, Texas is back. We always talk. Texas yep. is back. We yep. always talk about it. Yep. Literally, they're on the they're on the cusp of being back, and you're like, Nah, dog, Duke. I'm out. Peace, deuces. I'm going to go right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and I'm going to go to a different team. Arch Manning, you take the second team snaps, and just do that. And it's, it's crazy, crazy to me, I dude. Know. You don't want to play in the Sugar Bowl. You don't want to potentially play in the national, national Championship. Because, hey, we've seen it before. We've seen him with Colt McCoy in the National Championship game. Gets yep. injured. He goes out. Second string quarterback has to step in. Anything is possible. At any time. Remember when we first, we're going to talk about Alabama in a second, but remember when we first fell in love and got to know Tua Tuiasasopo was in the national championship game. Yes. When Jalen Hurts played poorly in the first half, Coach Nick Satan pulls out Jalen <laughs> and puts in Tua for the second half, and Tua yeah. sets the world on fire, right? Yeah. Fast forward a few years. If you've got him in your in your fantasy league or you watch the NFL and you're, and you're watching the Dolphins, like that's when... Joe or Joanne football fan got to know him, and that's because Jalen Hurts, who won a Super Bowl with the with the Philadelphia Eagles, that's because he had a sluggish first half. I know anything could happen. Anything could happen. Anything is possible, as Kevin Garnett once said. Yes, let's do it. Screaming to the rafters. No, it's crazy. So here we are, and I haven't watched so many 
of these games and I'm I'm curious if a lot of people out there have watched them as well. But I tell you what, I will be watching them games on Monday. And let's get to that. I Hey. Go. You got Go. the Michigan sweatshirt Go. on. Let's, it's new. It was a Christmas pump, present. Pump the brakes. It's, it was a Christmas present. Let's Shout out to my brakes. sister-in-law. Hold our horses. We're going to save it. Even though you're the one seed, we're going to save it. Let's talk about the two versus the three. And that's Washington and Texas at the Sugar Bowl oh, a great in game. New Orleans. Kicks off 545, 645 Pacific. Yes, sir. Can't wait. Who are you rooting for and who are you picking to win? For me, that answer is the same. I'm rooting for Washington, and I think Washington's going to win. Ooh. Yeah, I think Washington's going to win the Sarkeesian Bowl. <laughs> if you remember the coach of, of UT, Steve Sarkeesian coached was the head coach at Washington for a while, sort of left in murky terms, went on to went on to USC, went on to be OC Alabama, a little stop in the NFL. I like UW. I've been pumping UW all year. I'm, I'm going to continue to support the local. I think University of Washington beats Texas and goes on on the, on the 8th of 2024 in January and plays Ooh. in the national championship game. All right. Me, myself, and I yes. think yes. Texas is going to win. Okay. Okay, Texas, I like it. Texas is going to win. Yeah. But I'm cheering for UW. Okay. UW, underdogs again, I think four, four, four and a half, wherever you're checking. Mm-hmm. Four and a half points is a spread? I, th- I believe so. Mm-hmm. Braylon Trice, uh, elite edge uh, rusher for Washington, was saying today, I can't believe we're we're underdogs again. We, we won every game we've played we mm-hmm. won the pack 12 people don't respect the pack 12 he ain't wrong he ain't wrong and he is taking this he like bulletin board material i don't know if you saw it but he was just like look we're gonna win we're gonna prove all the haters wrong we're gonna prove to people the pack 12 pacific northwest we can play football with west the best coast of football yep yep of note and it's more important in college football than in anything else uh, this game is being played in Louisiana. This is at the Superdome in New Orleans, right? So that's right. A real easy, a real easy trip for people in Austin or in Texas. That's very easy. It's not too hard to get there. It's a long way to go from the PNW and SeaTac, right? That's a long <laughs> way to go. But I believe that um, people in the state of Washington and, and supporters will be will be down there for this game. That's that sets out to be a dandy to me, Jamal. I think that's going to be a great game. Your point's a good one. I feel like UT, as you'd expect, has the horses, but I believe in that left arm of uh, Michael Penix. As we always say, we love a lefty. That's right. And I uh, I just think I just think he's he's got that rocket. I I just kind of think he's going to be able to place that ball where he wants. The problem, another problem with this is this layoff, man. This fucking layoff yeah. is so long. That's a great point. The first quarters of these games could be odd, weird, rusty. Got the flags. Diff, like kind of different. Like mm-hmm. it could be a bit. I don't love that. I think that's under the veil of um, final exams, right? <laughs> well, let's get through next year. That won't matter. <laughs> Hopefully, guys didn't put on like a uh, December fifteen pounds. You know, I think they're grinding though. I think these guys are professionals at this point. They've been but keeping I, it light over the holidays, like you and I, bro. 
Yeah, I agree. But I agree with you in the fact that, like, hey, you haven't played actual real snaps for weeks. Long you time. Know? And, and it's going to be, you're going to be juiced up for the game. So it could be a sloppy. Uh, First quarters could be sloppy. It could be really interesting there. But I think it's going to be a shootout, and uh, I'm going Texas you begrudgingly. Texas? Uh, that I think that's going to be a real, really great game. Like, yeah. That's, I think that's going to be great entertainment value good television record that on your on your pvr find time to watch that that i think that's going to be fun that's the late game but we buried the lead the early game is your michigan wolverines (laughs) against nick satan's alabama crimson tide kicking off at at 2 p.m local here 5 p.m eastern JC, now you know where I land on this. I'm going to tell you, as as uh, I've got through Christmas, I'm I'm starting to look forward to this game, the highlight of the holiday for me. Oh, this game has got me all kinds of excited. <laughs> you got whisper voice. Going. Yeah, this this game, <laughs> this this sets up to be less objectively less entertaining to me from the outside looking in. Unlike Texas and Washington. This game seems to be, to me, this is like all football games. It's going to be one on the line. This yes. is going to be a battle. Yes. Every year, both of these schools, Michigan and Alabama, put numerous players in the NFL on defense and offense. Oh, man. I am. Um, the quarterback play, I, I feel like the quarterback play, JJ and the cat for Alabama. Uh, Jalen Milrow. I feel like that's a bit of a push, if I'm being honest. Like sure. they're both a little erratic and sporadic, in my opinion. Very athletic. Both athletic. Good point. Great arms. Can move. Can run. But I'm not sure. Like it all comes down to decision making. Like any quarterback play, and and both teams have uh, great athletes at the wide receiver position. It's going to come down. It's going to come down to defense. I, I don't know what the spread is on this game right now, but man, my chest is tight. <laughs> before we get into our picks, mm. we talked about this before. Mm. We talked about really exciting, enthralling elite games. It's in Pasadena, by the way, at the Rose Bowl, this game, right? So unlike Texas, University of Texas in um, uh, New Orleans, there's no clear... Clear home field advantage. Yeah, this game, unlike uh, Barry Sanders' shoes, this game is being played on real grass. That's right, real grass. Excuse me, there's a trek for both teams for sure. Real yeah. grass, I yeah. love it. Yeah, tradition. How are you consuming this game? Mm. What is your plan to watch this game? <clears throat> well, that's that's what I want to know. Yeah, before it's a great, we get to picks. great question. Great question. That's very important. It's something that's topical, actually. As I was negotiating with my partner today on this. In this moment on um, Friday, late Friday Eve on the 28th, 29th of December, wherever the hell we are, it's looking like, I think I'm going to watch, I was actually going to put this across your bow uh, earlier, it's looking like I'm going to watch this game. My family has given me um, the space, and I appreciate that again, shout out to my uh, partner, Killer K, give me the space to either watch this game at home with a couple of dear pals or I might I might take my talents over to uh, the Beagle Pub for maybe the second, third, and fourth quarter. Might have a little window of time there. 
again, I think some people in my life realized the importance of this game to me and um, knew they had to clear the track. How do you feel about being in public for the crucial points of the game? Do you feel like, excuse me, that's right, a sports gloss first. I had hiccups. hiccups. Do you feel like you can be yourself in the Beagle? No, no. I'm also worried about. Um, I'm also worried about. I mean, I've you know, I'm the mayor of the Beagle Pub. I got some connections there. I feel like if I pull the right strings, uh, not to sound uh, important, which I'm not, but I can I can get the sound turn on for this game. I feel like I want to have the sound for this game. Like I want to hear it. So a bit of a moving target, but those two options are about a block away from each other, two blocks away from each other. So it's, it, it, maybe it'll be a combination. And no, I don't think I can be my true self in public. I can't be pacing around like a psycho. <laughs> I can't I can't be doing that in a public establishment. I'll look like an idiot. Uh, I think you'd look like a genius, but I get it. I like that. Who's your pick? I'm going with the maize and blue. I think it's going to be tight. I think it's going to be hotly contested. Tight game. Um, Michigan 24, Alabama 19. Ooh, okay. You're going to hate me. Go for it. Go I'm, cheering, for- I'm cheering for Michigan. Me and my hiccups are cheering for Michigan. Yeah, but? Alabama. Yeah. No, I get I get it. I'm it's not It's a bad matchup. It's Michigan. a bad it's, it's a, a bad matchup. Bad matchup. Why do you think I'm so worried? You can hear it in my voice. It's, it's gonna, can, I can hear it in your hiccup. <laughs> it's gonna be one on the front line for sure. Yeah. Milro, you know, he is mobile Milro. I'm I'm a little bit worried. They've got this kind of mystique coming into the game after beating Auburn in that fashion and yep. beating. Yep. No, they have magic this year. Alabama has the magic this year. There's no doubt. Beating Georgia. Like, they started slow, the but ages. Yep. yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. But I want Michigan to walk away from this. This sets up to be like a like a classic college football affair. Like I think this one's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I want Michigan Washington. That's what I want. Yeah, nice. But me, me too. For the sake of the pot, I've I've, I've chosen wisely. Bama. It's a good Texas rematch, which oh. I don't really want want to see. Oh man, it it's also comes down to it comes down to the Michigan defense for me again as a bit of a Michigan homer here. It comes down to that Michigan defense. Can they can they slow down Alabama's athletic wide receivers? Like what's going to happen on the line? Like Alabama has has guys. The aforementioned Mark Ingram, right? Like anything can happen. Man, boy, oh boy, I'm excited for this game, JC. Both these games are going to be great. If you can carve off six hours out there, if you're a college football honk like Jamal and I, and if you can carve off six hours for yourself and watch these two games, you are fucking winning. You're winning. It's the best way to welcome in the new year. I couldn't agree more. What a Monday. Let's take a break. Having multiple sportsbook accounts is the simplest way to maximize your profits. And there's never been a better time to sign up than now. When you visit our page, signupexpert.com slash SG, you'll be connected to all the sportsbooks in your region along with a review of each platform and its unique benefits. All these sportsbooks have valuable sign-up offers for new users, and when you register through our link, you'll automatically receive the top offer at each one. If you want to take advantage of these benefits and support our brand, please consider signing up for your next sportsbook at signupexpert.com slash SG. 
We're back on the sports gloss, and just like the average ticket price to get into the Rose Bowl in Pasadena City, Michigan versus Alabama, aka talk of the last segment, it's going to cost $939 to cure Jamal's hiccups that he's battling across the table from me right now. If there's a good doctor out there, the sports gloss things, the bed stamps got a little money in the coffers, and we'll throw $939 at anyone who can solve the uh, the affliction that is befuddling my friend across the table. JC, let's talk NBA. Let's go. 939 to get in to watch Michigan, Alabama, and California. That's USD, too, if you're wondering. Yikes. Let's talk NBA. I got to tell you, I didn't get enough of the NBA on my Christmas day. I was caught up in the family swing. I guess that's a good thing, but I didn't get a lot of chance, a lot of time to get my eyeballs on those games, JC. Briefly, here's what grabs me in the NBA. My OKC Thunder are the real deal. Chet Holmgren balling out. Yes. SGA, good Canadian SGA in his haunted mansion in the hills of Toronto. (laughs) Guy had 40 tonight. The Thunder beat the Nuggets tonight. People in Seattle still feeling that one. But what sticks out to me, the number one story to me, JC, is the poor, poor. We're talking about Detroit with... With Barry, the new doc, Barry Sanders, the Detroit Pistons have now lost 29 in a row. Those Pistons ain't pumping. <laughs> I like the hiccup precursor. Man, Detroit. They draft Cade Cunningham two years ago, first overall pick. Great player. Another Oklahoma State guy like your boy Barry Sanders. That's right. Monty Williams signs for $70 million coming off getting fired by the, the Phoenix Suns. He signs for $70 million. He's the highest paid coach in the NBA. He takes over for the Cheshire Cat, former Toronto Raptors coach Dwayne Casey. <laughs> They seem to have the nucleus. Detroit seems to have the nucleus of a good team. They got my guy, if you remember back to episode, roughly episode 20 to 27 of the Sports Gloss in March, and we were talking about how much I enjoy watching Jaden Ivey play from Purdue. Guy has game, fast twitch muscles. What a player. Mom's a coach in the the WNBA. I love Jaden Ivey. But, God, it hasn't come together, and the proof is in the pudding. They've lost 29 games. Now, here's a stat for you, JC, that I'll pull out of my ass. Detroit hasn't won a game since October when the World Series was happening. So the last game they won was during that same couple-week stretch that the World Series was happening in October. How about that? I I saw something as well that even if you want to go back further, they lost the last few games last season. So they haven't... Oh, God. They haven't won a game since, like, April or something. Jeez. How does that affect your psyche? Yep. Well, that's what makes people retire early. <laughs> Barry what, had it right. That's what makes Byron Scott drink. <laughs> Former Grizz Byron Scott. <laughs> this is bad, man. This is this is really bad. I mean, this we need this streak over. I'm sure they'll beat the Raptors soon the next time they play them. But this is this is bad news, Bears. This is ah, ah, I don't love this. You know why I actually don't love this? It kind of cuts close close to the heart on this i mean as as you know my favorite team ever is the vancouver grizzlies and god we went through some tumultuous losing streaks with the vancouver grizzlies in my childhood and this is really reminiscent of that where they just where they're closing games they're closing games 
and they keep losing by a point or three points or in overtime. And it just feels like that to me. I'm sympathetic for the play to these people and fans across the world and in Detroit. I don't like it, JC. They were up 21, I think, against the Celtics the other night and still lost in overtime. Lost in OT. Best team in the league. And, and oh, man, yeah. It's tough. Will they, the question is, will they win again ever? If you rolled over bets like consecutively for their losses, you'd be up like half a milli. I, I think they'll they'll win again for sure. They've got too much talent and they'll get it right and teams will take them lightly. Let's go to the C's. Who in your opinion right now, who's the best team in the league? I gotta go Celtics. Mm, thought you were gonna say that. They live and die by the three, but they're to still gonna live get it done. and die by the three. <laughs> I love it. Especially like the LA component of That's that. That's it. Thank you. Yeah. You know what? It's interesting. I I think it's I'm worried about about them down the line because you can't shoot this many threes on uh, Christmas Day. I think there were something like 40, 50 threes. Jeez. By the way, can we just hop what do you in mean the they t- shot 40, 50 threes? Can we hop in the in time? one in one game? <laughs> and like it's just crazy to me like the way the game has evolved and like we we're basically layups and threes now. That's it. There's no mid. There's no mid range game at all. Yeah. Anything else jumping at you in the NBA right now, JC? I got something that's been kind of bugging me. It's been a burr in my saddle. We've talked about it off the air, and that's. And I don't mean this to be shitting on him. I actually don't. But it's got awful quiet in San Antonio around Victor Wembayama. How dare you talk about my son like that? And 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 they also had a long losing streak this year too like they're not their record's not great i still yeah. think they're in the single digits single digits in wins my point is and this guy you know you you mentioned earlier that he had a great game last night my point is he came in like a house on fire generational talent yada 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 all of which is still true but it's kind of quelled it's kind of it's been quiet around coach pop and and victor and those other parts there right i agree jeremy sohan surprisingly so yeah sohan is not a point guard no they've got some guys around them but not the guys they need around them they don't have those dudes he had 30 points and eight blocks the other night which is nothing to sneeze at no for sure wimby yeah it's gone quiet right now chet is the the He's front the runner. He is. For and the we, of the year. we were both and rightly so excited about Scoot. I mean, Scoot's been quiet too. Scoot hasn't kind of I haven't Scoot yeah. hasn't grabbed me yet either. Even with the Rex specs. Even with the Rex specs, yeah. Even with the my loyalty uh, to Portland and McMinimans. <laughs> I love how you break that up contagiously. We gotta go. We gotta go next it's... year. Twenty twenty four. That's my New Year's resolution. Yeah, McMinimans with Justin. I like that. I like that. You can do it. I can get behind that. That's a lot better than cold plunging. <laughs> Let's take a break. Couple quick points before we wrap up this episode. Episode 39 of the Sports Gloss. By the way, if you're not watching uh, the Spengler Cup on TSN, I'm not all in. I'm not all in on the World Juniors that I'll wait till the medal round, but I love watching the Spengler Cup with that open ice and Nat Domichelli and Josh Juris and insert any other Spengler Cup uh, local product Jordy Ben is the cap 
captain of the team, for God's sakes. They love that in the Spanish Peninsula. So shout out to the Spangler Cup. Anyway, while we're on hockey, quickly, quickly, the Canucks, the Vancouver Canucks, my Vancouver Canucks, entered the Christmas break with the best record in the league. Holy hell, that's a Christmas miracle. I I can't believe that. The last five years have been so difficult and so so there's been so much turmoil with this team for them to enter the the uh, Christmas break as the best team in the league to me is a bit mind-boggling also for the first that's the first Canadian team to be in that position in 20 years for a Canadian team to have the best the best record in the NHL um, heading into the Christmas break and it be the Canucks pretty pretty unreal Canucks are rolling this this is incredible Brock Besser again Quinn Hughes the best skating defenseman the Canucks have had in a long time I'm back riding with the Canucks I watched I watched two periods of the Canucks last night I haven't done that in a while more hockey talk going forward good for the pod good for our Canadian listeners by the way we were shitting on the Edmonton Oilers a couple months ago Jamal and they have won like 14 other last 16 they're now back in the playoff race. If you remember, we were slamming them for firing their coach. The best player in the world, Connor McDavid, was doing nothing. It was such a weird and auspicious start to their season. And now the Oilers are back in the mix. Really weird, really weird. Your boy um, and Virginia native like you, Alex Ovechkin, still chasing still chasing uh, Gretzky's record. We'll get to that. By the way, if you haven't listened to um, the most recent episode of Spit and Chicklets with Wayne Gretzky, Give it a li- give it a listen and tell me what you think of uh, old Gretz there, the great one. That's that was, I think that's kind of an interesting list. And anyway, JC, aside from the Canucks, JC, the other thing to me of note, sort of recently, is this weird year that um, you know former local legend Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos have had. They get off to this weird start. Sean Payton comes in. They get up to this weird start. They lose their first, I think they go one and four, one and five. And then they kind of catch fire and you feel like there's some cohesiveness there and they and they kind of come together. They, they And then they kind of go four, four and one, it feels like, looking back. Don't quote me on that, but it sort of feels that way, JC. Yeah. They beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They beat Travis Kelsey. They beat... Taylor Swift, they beat they they beat your favorite quarterback. What's his name? Patrick Mahomes. That's right, fifteen. And apparently, after that game, the organization goes to Russell and they say, "Hey, we want you to waive your injury clause in this. We want to. We kind of want you to realize that you're not too long for this world, even though you're only in a year two of a five year deal. Like it's weird, weird mojo." And I was into I was into kind of the the Broncos comeback. I was kind of into John Elway and his big horse face. I was back. I was kind of back riding with the with the Bronx. Orange Crush. And and man, it's been like a roller coaster. And now they're they've benched him. They've got two games left, I believe. Yeah. They benched him. They're gonna play Jared Stidham is gonna come in, and they're they're saying that this benching is due to performance. Mm. That seems a little bit funny to me. I agree. I, I looked at his stats the other day. He's got similar stats to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, just it's just, and that says a lot. It's a it it seems like a, a contract power play by Sean Payton, and and I guess that's kind of what bugs me 
if you're in the Twitter sphere or the ESPN sphere, Ryan Clark had a really interesting comment this morning on it, talking about how Sean Payton has ha- handled Russell Wilson. Yeah, there's something funny there, man. I don't know if there's just a personality disconnect. I I don't know if there's just a fi- 55% of marriages end in divorce, right? I don't know if that's what it is, but it just feels, something feels funny there. And, and if you would have said to me, when they turned the corner midway through the season and they had the momentum, if this was going to end like this, I would have thought there was no chance of that, right? And now they're they're scrambling to buy him out. They just benched him. They owe him, they owe him you know, almost $200 million for the next few years. Just bizarre land to me, JC. They inherited uh, Russell Wilson with, with the Sean Payton situation. Good point. And I think that Sean Payton's used to having his way. Drew Brees for all those years in New Orleans – and it wasn't going well, but then things did did pick up, and I think he had made his mind up and thought, you know, Russell, not the guy for the future. Mm. They got messy and hairy, so I'm curious to see what their situation is. And they're not, like, really in a position where they're, like, in theory can draft, like, a really Mm-mm. great quarterback, Mm-mm. like, as far as the, you know, with their draft position. So I'm curious to see where Russell... Lance, I feel like he's going to be in Atlanta. Mark my words. He's going to be in Atlanta next year. Shout just, out to Sierra. Exactly. You know it. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be the situation. So I'm I'm wondering. I still think there's... Oh, always interesting. Sorry to cut you off. Always interesting those dynamics in pro sports. We say from the outside looking in. That power play between the high-paid head coach and the high-paid star player. Right? Yep. Like that's really the 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 power play there and it's it's really interesting who wins out on that and yeah. who the organization and the people writing the checks deem more important like it's it's yeah i mean that's i mean that's pro sports in a nutshell right people paying these the people at the top paying the people below them and and the decisions that they make is kind of how it all boils down today's star tomorrow's afterthought yeah, I'm really curious to see what happens and what inspires with this situation. Credits out to Russell. You know, if, if this is the end of the road, he's done a lot of great things. Yeah, I feel like he's. I mean, he's God. he's a, he's he's funny and basic. Like I, I I'm is, not yeah. like personality wise, he's yeah. not the most captivating. But at the same time, from you know the athletic standpoint, one Super Bowl. Should have been, been two. two. Yep. Should have been two. And and let's be clear, regardless of what happens, the Broncos owe him like $148 million. Yeah. He's, he's going to be okay. Someone sent me a picture of um, a mock-up of him in a Toronto Argonauts jersey today, and I kind of like that. I kind of like that. Move over, Chad Kelly. <laughs> That's right. Move over, cousin Chad. <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. It's not like of a course villain, we're not there. Yet. Villain Brooks situation. Like there's no. you've seen. I mean, with, there's well, not enough good quarterbacks in the NFL or the CFL or college football. There's not enough. So if if the middle of the season where he was looking really um, rejuvenated, if that continues on, I think he can land somewhere and continue to play, and he'll get he'll get paid by two teams. And bless his heart, Sierra will love that. Shall be so lucky. Yeah. So will future. The hiccups from French lickups. That brings us to the end of our episode. Episode 39 of the Sports Gloss. Thanks for powering through. Thanks for Jamal for powering through. 
We're days away from 2024. We're days away from two college football semifinals. Wishing all you listeners out there the best of the season. Enjoy your last few days off. Really hoping everyone had a great time over Christmas. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening. Jamal and I really appreciate it. Tell your friends. Send it around. Um, We had some people send us their Spotify Raps of the Year with the Sports Gloss in it. Had a few pals hit me up listening to the Sports Gloss when they're driving and they're stuck in traffic, holiday traffic, or, or the road trip. Jamal and I really appreciate that. Again, thank you, thank you so much for listening. What do we always say, especially this time of year, JC? Survive in advance. We'll see you next week. Peace.